So we worship the same God, the same God of those uh, great persons of faith in the Old Testament who knew God to be true. We worship the same God who uh, sends his son, Jesus, and in him we place our faith and we, uh, we know that we will not be disappointed. The NBA playoffs are in full swing. We've had some pretty interesting developments so far. The Knicks beat the Cavaliers. The Heat beat the, the Bucks. Even the Lakers uh, came on and uh, beat the, the Grizzlies. A uh, few upsets there. I haven't watched an entire NBA game in almost never. It's impossible. It's just a long, long game. I'll occasionally, though, watch a, a portion of the game, but that's about it. During the playoffs, though, I've been uh, taking out my uh, CBS Sports app, and I watch a condensed version of uh, each of those games. It takes about uh, two or three minutes, and you get the gist of what went on, that sort of highlight reel of what uh, went on in the previous game. In Hebrews 11, the very... Uh, passage that we have been, uh, been studying, we have a, a highlight reel of sorts of some of the great stories of faith found in the Old Testament. The, writers of, uh, the writer of Hebrews gives us just enough of what happened to really uh, spring our imagination and our spirits that we too might attain to the same sort of faith. We are drawn to the Old Testament all the more to learn about these great personalities of faith. We are studying this great chapter, this Hebrews 11, over the next few weeks, and, and the stories of faith that are chronicled there, we, we find ourselves confronting some of the real heroes of the faith. Those uh, heroes uh, put their faith into action. Those heroes uh, put their lives on the line for God. They, they were people of, uh, of deep conviction. They were wholly given over to the Lord of their lives. And we hear that, wholly given over. They were indeed wholly given over to the Lord of their lives. The book of Hebrews was written to those who were wearied by persecution. By the turn of the first century, the, the Christian church was under siege. For many, their faith cost them their lives. And that just sort of rolls off our tongues. We think about that. But, but their faith actually cost them their lives. And for others, that persecution cost them their faith. They turned and walked away. The writer of Hebrews wrote to encourage those who were a part of the church to hold fast. The stories listed in Hebrews 11 were highlighted to encourage the believers to stay at it, just as those of old did. Those early Christians were encouraged to run with perseverance the race that was set before them. I know from running the Derby Mini Marathon yesterday that running sometimes demands perseverance more than anything else. I will say it in one quick statement. I was glad when the race was over. The heroes of, of the faith listed in Hebrews 11 encourage us as well. 
they cause us to, um, to consider our faith and how it informs our lives amid all the stuff that we face, how, how we too need to persevere with faith. Today, we consider Abraham. Many have called him the father of faith. Relatively speaking, Hebrews has quite a bit to say about Abraham and his wife, Sarah. We'll talk about uh, Sarah a little bit later in this series on, on Mother's Day, so stay tuned. Today, we consider Abraham's faith, particularly the faith needed to strike out from a place of comfort into the unknown. We'll also find ourselves considering what it means to trust God absolutely. All of this in keeping with the great definition of faith that we have rehearsed often. We heard it on our bumper video just a second ago from Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is sure of what we hope for and certain of those things we do not see. Let's hear then about Father Abraham. Today we read from Hebrews 11, 8 through 10, and then 17 through 19. Let's hear this from God's Word. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so, in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. This is God's word for God's people, and may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we hear this word read today, but as we seek now to take our lives and apply apply them to this word. May God bless us all. Cheryl and I have moved a number of times down, down through the years. Elders in the United Methodist Church are essentially itinerant preachers. Cheryl has moved a a whole lot more than I have, given the fact that her dad was a United Methodist pastor as well. I've often said that moving, even in the best of circumstances, is tough. Those of you who have moved, and and that includes almost everybody in this room, you you know that to be true. Moving is, is tough even in the best of circumstances. It's particularly tough when, when kids are involved. The toughest time for our family was when we moved from Owensboro back to Louisville. The boys were of the age where it was particularly tough for them to leave 
what they had grown accustomed to. Tearing away from friends is never easy, particularly when you're an adolescent. I will never forget sitting on a park bench with John and him screaming at the top of his lungs, why do we have to move? And I went on to, to try to reason with him. I talked with him about the bishop sending us to a new church, and he screamed even louder, why doesn't he send somebody else? It was not to be. Moving involves all sorts of uncertainties, a lot of unknowns. It is physically, emotionally, and spiritually draining. Again, moving even in the best of circumstances is tough. Abraham and Sarah moved around as well. You can see that very clearly by this, uh, this map. Uh, you see where number one is. That's a move that Abraham and his family uh, did at the behest of his father, Terah. They moved from Ur of the Chaldees all the way up to Haran at the top of the, the Fertile Crescent. You can find that very briefly mentioned in Genesis 11, verse 31. A second move, which may be even more significant, was a move that Abraham and his family had between Haran and, and, and Shechem into the heart of the promised land. You can find that recorded in Genesis 12, 1 through 6. And the writer of Hebrews and Hebrews 11 reflects upon that. The fact is this, Abraham and his family had it made in Iran. They, they were more than comfortable. Everybody was settled in, which made the prospect of moving that much tougher. They, they were called now to, to leave all behind for what on face value seemed like a very uncertain future. The writer of Hebrews put it, uh, put it that, that Abraham obeyed, even though he did not know where he was going. I've often said that we may not know what's around the corner. Even so, we can be well assured that God will meet us there. That's the one thing upon which we can depend. God will always be with us, even around an uncertain corner. That was certainly the case for Abraham. Living, living by faith uh, has us striking out into the unknown uh, more than, than, than we would like. And striking out, we have that grand opportunity of letting God stretch us. If anything, that's one thing that moves do. They, they do, in fact, stretch us. Abraham moved, as we already mentioned, from a place of comfort to being like a stranger in a foreign land. Ultimately, Abraham would be blessed in that. So the question comes, and it's one that we really need to ponder now, and even as we continue to make our way through this day and the days ahead, can faith actually grow if we find ourselves too comfortable? God has a way of afflicting the comfortable and, of course, comforting the afflicted. 
He will not let us be at ease in Zion, as, as Amos uh, talks about in Amos 6.1. If you're being stretched right now, if you're being stretched, ask yourself, how is God involved in that? Ask yourself what God may be up to, what He might be asking you to do, how He, how he may be working to form you deep within. If God's stretching you, how's God involved? Recognizing that God is at work and taking the faithful step of joining Him in that uh, move will, uh, will, will certainly uh, put you at a place, not just where you are, but at a place where He would want you to be. Faith uh, had everything to do with Abraham moving from Haran and making his way into, into Shechem. Abraham was willing to lay everything on the line for the sake of his relationship with God. And maybe it comes down to that, that it, at the, the very foundation of it all, our response of faith is that we will, uh, we will nurture, we will, we will place our relationship with God at the very top of the priority list. As I mentioned last week, there is a big difference between simply believing in God and actually committing ourselves to Him, putting Him number one. True faith is so much more than just an intellectual assent. James states that, that even the demons believe and they shudder. A life of faith is a matter of choice, to trust God above all, to live life as God wants us to live, and to do as God wants us to do. It is a decision to give ourselves to God by faith. By such faith, we become open to God's love, we, we place ourselves in His care, and we seek to, to live following His leadership. And it very well may be at that, that point that we, we really have that rub, that we, we, we want to be in charge. We, we want to lead the charge, if you will, rather than giving ourselves over to the leadership of God for us. That's the way it was for Abraham. I pray that it is for us, this giving ourselves over to God's leadership. Henry Nouwen tells the story of a family of uh, trapeze artists he, he knew that, that were called the Flying Rodleys. They became very close friends, and they even let him practice with them every now and then. One day, Nouwen uh, asked the head of the family what it was like to fly through the air. As a flyer, he said, I must have complete trust in my catcher. The public might think I'm the great star, but the real star is my catcher. He has to be there for me with split-second precision and grab me right out of the air. I simply have to stretch my arms out and wait for him to catch me. The worst thing a flyer can do is try and catch the catcher. A flyer must fly, and the catcher 
must catch. A flyer must trust with outstretched arms that his catcher will be there for him. Abraham knew who his catcher was. Do you? With that in mind, let's, let's shift gears just a bit. Let's shift gears to an even more challenging story, an even more challenging part of Abraham's life. We consider, just as uh, the writer of Hebrews did, the testing of Abraham. And you know the story. Abraham, the, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, Isaac, the one upon whom the whole promise of God rested, was to be sacrificed. And that goes almost beyond comprehension for every person who, who really digs in on this story of the testing of Abraham. The story is one of the most dramatic in, in all of Scripture. Abraham even goes so far as to raise a knife over his son. Again, we, we can't even begin to, to think in those terms. In that instant, God calls a halt to things and offers a lamb for the slaughter. And uh, Abraham's words at this point awaken us to, to no end to God's good love for us and the fact that he is worthy of our trust. Those words, God will provide. And indeed, he provided in a, a wonderful and, and powerful way. What Abraham went through was by no means a matter of intellectual assent. Oh, I, I believe in God. This was certainly not a case of a faith that wavered. This was pure and unadulterated trust. The flyer flying and the catcher catching. Abraham would trust God to no end. Abraham was tested in that and tested deeply. And he came through with flying colors. But the spotlight is upon God. Not just that Abraham came through in flying colors, God came through as well. He caught Abraham at just the right time. Henry Blackaby, in, in uh, talking about following the will of God and, and getting in sync with it, coins a phrase that uh, that, that really is an important one for me as I've, I've studied some of Blackaby's work. That term is a crisis of belief. That crisis of belief comes to us all the time. We essentially ask ourselves, am I really going to do that? Am I going to really follow what I understand God to be leading me to do? Am I really going to give my life to God in a trustful relationship? Am I really going to do that? I've likened the crisis of belief to jumping off a, a high dive for the very first time. John and Brian, our, our sons, were lifeguards over at Lakeside. Each of them uh, took their turn guarding the, the dive pool. And they watched one kid after another take their first jump. Those kids, you could always tell, those kids would, would get to the ladder, 
and they would climb up the ladder uh, ever so cautiously. And then they would walk out very short steps out to the edge of that board. And they'd look down with all the trepidation in the world. And then they would pause. They would always pause. And it was in that pause that I'm sure they asked themselves, am I really going to do this? Some would even become so weak-kneed that they would try and walk back. And it was in that instance, and either Brian or John or one of the other lifeguards would blow the whistle, and they'd wave their finger, no, you're not going to be able to come back down. That's always a no-no when it comes to to the high dive. So eventually, they would trust the lifeguard to save them, if needed, that the water would receive them, and off they jump. There's nothing like the sweet release of trusting that everything is going to be okay because we are in the very hands of God. I figure that that's where Abraham was when all was said and done in this very dramatic story of of his testing there with Isaac. Abraham trusted God, and God proved himself true. What was it that Abraham said to his son Isaac? God will provide. We can't help but be inspired by the great cloud of witnesses that are listed in, in Hebrews 11. I hope that you do this as a matter of study, that you, one, read through that chapter and then cross-reference the, uh, the Old Testament story that uh, is... is um, is in the Old Testament of those personalities listed in, uh, in Hebrews 11. You'll find yourself encouraged. You'll, you'll find yourself at a much better place to, to trust as they trusted in real life, your real life, just as they trusted in their own lives. By faith, they persevered in this life. They met every challenge By faith, they they gave themselves to God. And by faith, they sought to glorify Him. That's just what people of faith do. Think about it. Those same people are cheering us on even now. The writer of Hebrews uh, calls them this, this great cloud of witnesses. They cheer us on to be faithful just as as they were. So let's throw off everything that that hinders us, our sin, those things that pull us away from our relationship with God, even our times of, of a lack of faith. Let's throw off all that hinders us and let us run like the wind. Let's do that, trusting God. He is worthy of our trust. By faith, let us live. Let's pray together. God, thanks for being with us. Thank you for being worthy of our trust. We pray that uh, we have the eyes of faith to where we are noticing you proving yourself o'er and o'er again. Thanks, Lord, for the challenge of uh, the life of, of Abraham. 
We pray that you stretch us. And in stretching us, may we find our faith growing. We pray, Lord, that even in the very, very, very tough circumstances where we, uh, we're faced with uh, the toughest of decisions, we pray that we trust you as our fundamental decision. And in trusting you, may we know that you're leading us and guiding us and that you're providing in every way. Thanks, God, for calling us to live by faith. May we do that. And as we live by faith, Lord, we pray that we would extend our arms your way and that you would catch us at the precise moment that will bring you glory and honor. This prayer we make in the name of Christ, trusting the power of that name for today's world. Amen.